Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to gore, sexual assault, sexual content, racism, slavery, human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Come and see the monster at the end of this presidency! I'm Andy! It's a well-known fact that bullets always curve right. I'm Kelly. Mr. President, could you please close the door? I don't want to see your caucus. I'm Adam. Oh, honey, I've loved you since the day you were born. Oop, that came out wrong. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, This week, it's President's Day in the U.S., so I thought we would talk about some of the U.S. presidents. I like Grover Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) So, etymology of president comes from Latin presidere, meaning to act as head or chief, which is the same root as preside. Presidere. (laughs) (laughs) And there is not a phobia of presidents. That'd be a weird one. I don't know. A few went around the country right now. (laughs) So for anyone that doesn't know how the American government works, in a nutshell, each state has its own government, but they are all governed by one federal government. Uh, The federal government is divided into three branches to stop any one branch from being too much of a dick. And that always works. (laughs) (laughs) Never fails. Sorry, I'm being a Debbie Downer right now. No, it's great. (laughs) The largest is the legislative branch, which is actually split into two, those two being the Senate and the House of Representatives. Both of these two are made up of politicians from each state. There are 100 senators, so two from each state, and 435 representatives, and each state gets a percentage of those 435 based on its population. So the legislative branch is made up of 535 people who fight like cats and refuse to agree on anything. (laughs) It's basically like a room full of cats. It's a bunch of people that want to do something and then a turtle says no. (laughs) (laughs) So next is the judicial branch, which has nine judges that are the final word on laws in the U.S., The judicial branch can always get things done because if five out of nine agree, the ruling stands. But getting a case to the judicial branch can take years, if not decades. And finally, there's the executive branch, which consists of the president all by himself, basically. Very good. (laughs) Very powerful. So in short, the legislative branch makes the laws, the president enforces the laws, and the judicial branch interprets the laws. Oh, and uh, just so I put this out up front, I'm going to try to avoid being political in this episode and just focus on how strange some of our presidents have been. So far, so good. No such promises. Yeah, you guys go crazy. We did it. We've done it, guys. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) So we're on to our acid pop quiz. True or false, a president has served two terms non-consecutively. True. No? Well, you guys just knew that. So, yeah, this is true. 
so Donald Trump is the 45th elected president, but the 44th person to be president since Grover Cleveland was elected twice for number 22 and number 24. Told you Grover Cleveland was my favorite. No. <laughs> so true or false, we've had a bachelor president. Yes, true. I would say yes. I don't know who it would be, but I'll say true. It's also generally considered to be one of our worst presidents. Yeah. Yep. This is true. James Buchanan was never married. So true or false, we've had a Jewish president. False. 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 <laughs> yeah, this is like false. People threw a fit when there was a Catholic president. I was going to say. So, yeah. I was like, actually, guess how many presidents we've had that weren't Christian? <laughs> zero. Yeah. It's probably zero, but Thomas Jefferson may have become an atheist at some point, so <laughs> he might might squeak by. So that's all we had for true and false. You guys got 100%. Good job. What okay. about Benjamin Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> Go AP US history. <laughs> so on to our fill in the blank. How many presidents died in office and how many of those were assassinated? Ooh, that's harder. Uh, two of Two have been assassinated, and I believe four have died in office. Oh, Andy's so sure about all these. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Andy, because I don't know. <laughs> I'm definite on the assassinated thing. I don't know about the other thing. And yet he's so wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I know of at least three presidents. Oh, shit, there's that- three. Shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> change, change answer. Three, three, three. I'm also changing mine. <laughs> I forgot Kennedy. <laughs> I was thinking earlier assassinations. <laughs> no assassinations before 1900. I'm going to say three and six. Okay. Well, eight have died in office and okay. four of those were assassinated. Oh. Four. I got yep. Garfield, Lincoln, and Kennedy. Yep. So the four who died of natural causes were William Henry Harrison Zachary Taylor, Warren G. Harding, and Franklin D. Roosevelt. Which of those died of giving a speech? Uh, I don't remember, but I'll get to it. And the assassinated ones were Abraham Lincoln, James Garfield, William McKinley, and John Kennedy. And we've had a couple other presidents attempted. Yeah, I didn't go into the assassination attempts in this episode because most of them are lame. (laughs) (laughs) Roosevelt has a good one. Yeah, that one is pretty bitchin'. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Actually, right. Here's our next question. What was the shortest and longest terms for presidents? The shortest was that guy who was giving a speech, which was, I'm going to say it was Harding, because I know that's one of the people you listed. And I think I thought- that might be it. Um, he got pneumonia after his on- inauguration, and then he mm-hmm. died. And then long, the longest didn't is- say how long, though. What? The question was- <laughs> How long, not who was it? Oh, how long? Okay. Thanks for the history lesson, though. Cut all that, then. No, you're fine, because I think it's 10 days and 12 years. I really don't know any of this. (laughs) Did he survive his third term? Yes. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go with Andy. 10 days and 12 years. That sounds right. I thought the first one was longer, like three months or something. And Adam, you're copying as well? Sure. Andy's in school. (laughs) <laughs> not a very good school. That policy worked well for you guys in the true false, but it's not paying such big dividends here. The shortest was William Henry Harrison. Elected in 1840 at age 63, he was the oldest president elected at the time and would remain so until 1980. 
He wanted to show that he was still a heroic and vital figure, so he rode on horseback to his inauguration through the pouring rain instead of in a coach, as was advised. (sighs) He then gave a two-hour-long speech in the rain, which, by the way, had been edited down by a friend, and refused any sort of coat to show how tough he was. I'm very strong. (laughs) He then went to three balls and danced the night away. It's possible this man was too dumb to be president. (laughs) It's possible this man had three balls. Very vital. Died of bravery. (laughs) He fell deathly ill and died a couple of weeks later, despite his knowledgeable doctors cupping him, bleeding him, and giving him epicac. Well, you know, vomiting and the humors will balance. So I think it was 31 days was his total run. The longest presidential term was Franklin Roosevelt at 12 years, two months, and 23 days. So you guys nailed that one. He also happened to be age 63 when he said, I have a terrific headache. And then he slumped forward dead. Oh, jeez. Pretty figure, though. Yeah. So what was the biggest age gap between a president and their first lady? Ooh. Uh, 12 years. (laughs) 15 years. I bet it's bigger. Mm. John F. Kennedy and any other women he ever slept with that were under 18. <laughs> I'm going to say it was like 25 years. Mm. Well, pretty close. Uh, this was between John Tyler and Julia Tyler. Tyler was Harrison's vice president, but he only got to enjoy that job for a month before Harrison up and died. He met Julia when she was 21 and he was 51. Woof. Good job, Mr. President. <laughs> so his wife died later that same year. And Under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> and a few months later, he was all like, hey, how about it? And Julia was all like, ew, gross. But uh, <laughs> he kept pestering her. And about a year later, Julia's dad died. And Tyler was there with a shoulder to cry on. Short- so you're about to be destitute. Yeah. <laughs> Back of president money. <laughs> Shortly after, he proposed again, and Julia was like, okay, fine. They stayed married for another 18 years. Then she lived on for another 27 years because she was only 42 when he died of old age. (laughs) Oh, Lord. That was the biggest gap, but a close second was the extremely creepy relationship between Grover Cleveland and Francis Cleveland. (laughs) Their gap was 27 years. He was there when she was born. And he was a good friend of the family and doted on her as a child. You, 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 you. Did I say, I meant least favorite. President baby. (laughs) So when she was 11, her dad died without a will. So Grover became the administrator of her estate and was basically her dad. When she started going to college, Grover Cleveland started to become romantically interested in her, if indeed he wasn't already. And they were married when Francis was 21 and Grover was 48. Estate, comma, body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and uh, third place goes to our current president, Donald Trump, and Melania Trump at 24 years. Okay. I abstain. (laughs) Kelly's blinking very hard. No, there's just something very twilight about (laughs) being present at the birth of your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Very twilight. We are destined to be together, baby. <laughs> you and me. And he's saying that's an actual baby. 
So we're on to our terms. Uh, these are terms that were either coined or popularized by a president. So what does neologize mean? Neologize? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be the new logistics. <laughs> and it means that we're having new logistics. Yeah. Those old logistics are no good. That's bad. It's bad logistics. We can get goods and services to our people faster and better. Can That's we? when you turn someone into a neo-Nazi. <laughs> you neologize them. The I'm neologizer. Neo I'm neologizing all the people. So a neologism is a new word. So to neologize is to come up with a new word, often attributed to Thomas Jefferson. Who made up the word. And macaroni and cheese, supposedly. He basically turned it into a verb. Do love verbing a good noun. <laughs> What's a bully pulpit? This is a, I swear to God, this is a Teddy Roosevelt thing. Mm -hmm. It is a Teddy Roosevelt thing. <laughs> bully! Isn't it like when you take it to the people? Hmm. Like instead of like trying to get it through Congress and stuff, you use hmm. your ability to talk directly to the people to put pressure on Congress, something like that. God, I'm going to agree with Kelly because like that sounds so good. But he like he used bully like like a good thing. Like good. It's a good pulpit. So like it's bully pulpit are like his dudes in, in Congress. <laughs> those, are my, those are my dudes. These are my pulpit. down with my bully pulpit. Now, this is an advantageous position. And yes, it was good old Teddy Roosevelt. What about misunderestimate? <laughs> <laughs> we must underestimate the enemy. <laughs> Operation Anaconda Shield. <laughs> Don't worry. Mission accomplished. <laughs> this, this is George W. Bush. And I guess we underestimated our underestimating. Misunderestimate would be like, is that a double negative? Would be a, would that be an overestimation? <laughs> oh no, we overestimated the enemy. They were super easy to we, kill. We overestimated our underestimation. That's when you underestimate incorrectly. Like <laughs> it's an underestimation either way, but you got the wrong one. So yeah, this is one of many fumbled phrases from George W. Bush, often referred to as Bushisms, and <laughs> it is a portmanteau of misunderstand and underestimate. Fool me once, uh, can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our acid pop quiz. Oh, there's no more room for for uh, impersonations. <laughs> oh, there'll be plenty. You could do Reagan next. <laughs> Perfect. So let's start with some interesting stories about some of our presidents. Calvin Coolidge was president in 1923. He took over after Warren G. Harding died, uh, and then he was reelected in the next election. He was a pretty good guy, but he was a weird one. Uh, he was a man of few words, and he asked for silence in the White House, so the staff had to sneak around and act like they were mute. <laughs> Ninja White House. Yeah. He also thought that the best way to stay healthy was to smear one's head in petroleum jelly. Yep. yep. Perfect. My daughter was trying to do that this morning. <laughs> Look how healthy she is. So every morning, he silently ate his breakfast as an uncomfortable staff member stood behind him and in dead silence plastered the president's head in petroleum jelly. Like he couldn't eat like the, any cereal he had had to be like totally soaked in milk. No dry toast. Mr. Frosted Flakes has been sitting here for two hours. Mr. President, who let these Rice Krispies in here? <laughs> I hear I heard a pop contraband. 
So next is John Quincy Adams, who was president in 1825. Being the president is a stressful job, and Adams liked to unwind with a good old-fashioned skinny dip. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Fuck yeah, yeah. you're the president. <laughs> Populous. At 5 a.m. every morning, he would stroll out to the Potomac River, take off all his clothes, and go for a swim. Well, that. This wasn't a secret or anything either. It was so well known that once a reporter named Anne Royal scored an interview by hiding the president's clothes while he was splashing <laughs> around and refusing to give them back until he gave her an interview. I've seen the president's Quincy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard Nixon is most famous for the Watergate scandal, <laughs> which <laughs> I won't go into. To on account of trying to not be political. But not counting that, he was an odd duck. He was a very successful politician, but as some politicians are, he was a man who thought that he was always in the right and was more confused than apologetic when things didn't go according to his plan. Hmm. He met the love of his life around 1938. So convinced was he that he asked Pat Ryan to marry him at the conclusion of their very first date. <laughs> Come on, Pat. We can do this. <laughs> Unfortunately, she hadn't read the script that Nixon prepared, so she said, no, you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> But Nixon knew she'd come around eventually, so until he did, he volunteered to be her personal chauffeur, even driving her out on dates with other men. Come on, I'll take you around, watch you fun. <laughs> For some reason, this strategy eventually worked. What? Yep. I mean, you gotta be a weird chick to eventually marry Nixon. <laughs> That's true. You gotta be a weird chick to agree to that kind of chauffeur situation. <laughs> By driving you around and the pasty potty has attracted you to me. <laughs> I guess she didn't have a car. <laughs> And neither did any of her other suitors. A few decades later, Nixon was elected as the 36th president of the United States in 1968. Uh, for those of you that don't know, there was an extremely messy and costly war going on at the time called the Vietnam War. This war started out not very popular and then went downhill fast from there. <laughs> and for a good reason. Yeah, all the drafting and lying the government was doing wasn't helping matters. Sean, let's let's be technical. It's a Vietnam conflict. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Nixon was having a hard time of it. He responded by drinking a lot. Really? On one particularly drunk night, he drove out to the Lincoln Memorial where some protesters were and shouted at them like an old man telling those darn kids to get off his lawn. This is Lincoln's house. <laughs> Throwing empty beer cans at them. <laughs> A journalist named Jack Anderson was really getting on Nixon's nerves because he kept getting a hold of government secrets and publishing them. So Nixon had lots of schemes to ruin his reputation. If, if any of the president had presidents had schemes, I would bet Nixon would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Him and our current president seem to be like <laughs> they're schemers. The Scientology of presidents. <laughs> so his tactics were a little middle schoolish, though. Uh, he left fake notes about and said that they were from Anderson, and he called him gay. It's foolproof. Yeah. <laughs> he's gay. <laughs> he, he hates me because he loves me. <laughs> Finally, he just asked one of his Secret Service men, can we just kill him? <laughs> <laughs> the Secret Service man said, no, Mr. President, you can't kill people you don't like, to which the president surely harumphed in frustration. <laughs> Uh, sir, let me turn off your microphone before we discuss this. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other hidden microphones in this room. <laughs> sir, we're in a classroom. 
be reading a book. You're on the radio, sir. <laughs> oh, and uh, apparently Nixon liked to eat cottage cheese with ketchup on it. Which I've, oh, seen, it. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, the I'm, internet apparently thinks that's real weird. I was so on board until you said ketchup. <laughs> Straight cottage cheese needs swirl the ketchup in. Why? <laughs> Too plain otherwise. Uh, but. Okay, well, let's get back. <laughs> Gotta get the lumps. <laughs> so next, Lyndon B. Johnson was a huge, imposing Texan. He stood at six foot three or one hundred and ninety centimeters. That's tall enough to be a samurai. <laughs> so many centimeters, <laughs> very much so. He was president in nineteen sixty-three after John F. Kennedy was shot. Apparently racist and sexist, in private, he always referred to black people by the N-word, and when female staff members were being hired at the White House, he needed to make sure they were attractive enough to work near him. Hold on. Six foot three, hates black black people, (laughs) women, could be my (laughs) (laughs) father-in-law. He also frequently let women know if they were gaining weight. (laughs) Which was all the time. Yeehaw, you're gaining weight. I don't have an accent for literature. It's a spot on impression. (laughs) And he was not bashful. He would burp, fart, and vigorously scratch his privates all the time, no matter how many people were in the room. Is is that wrong? (laughs) (laughs) That's the man you really care the opinion of when they're commenting on your personal appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. There we go. Yeah, a little, little weight there, huh? Uh, being around him was bad for men as he would loom and lean on them, grabbing them all over and basically never losing contact with them. <laughs> okay. But it was worse for women whom he would rub up against whenever he could. He's a pervert. I've never heard yeah. anything about him. <laughs> Apparently, once Arthur Goldschmidt was visiting the president in the Oval Office and he didn't want to break his train of thought, so he kept talking as he went into the bathroom and took a shit with the door open. <laughs> then he shaved and showered again with the door open and carrying on the conversation. Wow. Well, I'm the president. I get to do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Basically. So this is in the Oval Office? Yeah. Is it a shower? I didn't know there was a shower attached to the Oval Office. I think so. Is it made of an eagle? <laughs> <laughs> the shower head is an eagle. You turn on. The whole time. <laughs> he was also apparently very well endowed and proudly so. Check it out. <laughs> he affectionately referred to Johnson Jr. as Jumbo. And <laughs> if, if anyone was around while he was taking a piss, he would turn, make eye contact, then put away his huge member. <laughs> Have you seen my executive privilege? <laughs> <laughs> And the president had a small bladder, so he frequently found himself in need of relief in parking lots or on golf courses, where he took the opportunity to show off Jumbo. Really but, brought that Texas charm. But with to such the a large member, he just sprayed everywhere immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I lose hose. Watch out! Break a window that way. <laughs> So to end here, I wanted to talk about the presidents who were assassinated. So I'll start the list with what is probably the most famous, which was John F. Kennedy. He was elected in 1961, and he was assassinated in 1963. Basically, what happened was the president was on a tour of Texas, and he was taking a leisurely drive through town in his convertible limo when he was shot in the head. 
by the CIA, the FBI, and possibly aliens. Yeah. The guy behind the fence, too. <laughs> this one was crazy because hundreds of people were watching the president go by when his head just kind of exploded. Ah, it was wild. Yeah. A man also captured the whole thing on film, which was kind of unusual for 1963. A film. He was rushed straight to the hospital, but there's not much doctors can do to unexplode a head. Lee Harvey Oswald, a disgruntled ex-Marine, was arrested about an hour after the shooting, and he was shot and killed in the police station by Jack Ruby, a nightclub owner. Yep. Now, this whole thing is probably the most pervasive conspiracy theory of all time. Uh, lots of people think that Oswald wasn't the only shooter and that the president was killed by a second assassin from a grassy knoll nearby. Either way, it sure seems like Oswald tried to shoot the president and <laughs> that the president was dead. So whether there was an ulterior motive or not, he still died. So I've never really understood the fascination with this conspiracy theory. I don't know. Because, yeah, they had a guy who shot at the president. And it's like, oh, no, but he missed. Can't arrest him for being a bad shot. Uh, <laughs> using a Annika Kakana rifle? If yeah. I get the terminology From right. The book depository. <laughs> and like they, they've proved, like, there's a whole bunch of people who's like, no, his head shoots backwards. And that's because when you shoot somebody with that rifle, the jet stream of blood and brains coming out the <laughs> other side makes your head go the other way. Yeah, there was some, like, weird physics or something involved with it that didn't make sense to onlookers. Like, no, he got shot from the front. It was the knoll. Yeah, but it's just like, he still got shot. So, you know, who cares? <laughs> In the end, the, the result is the same. Yeah. I would also like to point out that a lot of presidential assassins have three names, and they ref they like to be referred to them as all three. Yeah. I'm Lee, Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald. I'm uh, John Wilkes Yeah. <laughs> so as far as assassinations go, William McKinley's wasn't all that elaborate or exciting, but there is an interesting story there. McKinley was president in 1897 and was elected for a second term. About six months into his second term, he was on a meet-and-greet tour of the country, which he loved to do. The president was scheduled to go to a concert at the Temple of Music in Buffalo, New York on September 6th, 1901. I like the I, name. Temple. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, but the president's secretary, George Caterloo, Cortelo. Kutulu, uh was convinced that someone would try to assassinate him on this trip. Hmm. So he took that one off the schedule. I could find nothing that said how he got the suspicion, but apparently he figured that out. Somehow. Premonitions. Yeah. So person. <laughs> but the president was all, I like concerts and put it back on. He likes <laughs> concerts. <laughs> I like concerts. <laughs> Cordelo took it off again, and again, the president put it back on. Cordelo said, I really think it's a bad idea. I think someone will try to kill you. And McKinley replied, no one would wish to hurt me. Now, I'm just saying, <laughs> this sounds like someone who was in on the scheme and then felt bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So in the end, they went. Now, McKinley was from Ohio, and the Ohio State flower is the carnation. He considered the flower lucky, so he always wore one on his lapel. He kept bowls of them around the White House and took lots of them with him on his tours. Mm. He would frequently give them away and immediately replace them from one of his bowls. On this day, while shaking hands, a young girl asked for his carnation and he gladly handed it over. 
Normally, he would have replaced it, but they were so close to being done with the meet and greet, he decided not to replace his flower and decided to wait instead. A couple of handshakes later brought Leon Gzolgos to the front of the line. Now, he was an anarchist, and he was pissed about having lost his job a few years ago, and apparently he blamed the president. He shot the president twice in the stomach, and the wounds went gangrenous, and the president died a few days later. Solgaz was sentenced to death by electrocution, which was, I think, one of the earliest electrocution deaths around. But he was actually killed by carnation. Yeah. <laughs> Only that carnation were there to have stopped the bullet. Mm-hmm. So Abraham Lincoln was president in 1861. The Civil War started just after he took office, so he had a rough go of it. He was reelected for a second term, and almost exactly four years after it started, the Union beat the Confederacy, and the long and painful process of giving African Americans rights started. Now, we're still working on that. Yeah. Needless to say, a lot of Confederates were grumpy over losing the war and having to forfeit their uh, property. <laughs> now, one of these people was John Wilkes Booth, an actor and sometimes secret agent for the Confederacy. The war had only been over for a few days, so there was still a lot of paperwork to sort out. Booth and others had a plan to take Lincoln hostage in order to get some Confederate prisoners free. But Booth attended a speech where Lincoln promoted voting rights for African Americans, and Booth was like, you know what? Let's just kill him. That's the last straw. <laughs> A few days later, when Lincoln was at a play with his wife and some friends, Booth snuck into the theater using his secret actor knowledge, went up behind Lincoln, and without any grandstanding, shot Lincoln in the back of the head. Lincoln survived the shot, but went into a coma and died just a few hours later. Uh, his friends said that when he died, he looked more peaceful than he had in a long time, because, well, it'd been a rough four years. Also, motherfucker looked like Frankenstein, so... Yeah, a little bit. So Booth ran for it and was tracked down by a few Union soldiers. They said, come out with your hands up! And he said, screw you! So they shot him. I don't wanna! <laughs> a few other people who were involved in the assassination were hung later on. <laughs> and that was the end of our Abraham Lincoln president. What about Garfield? Yep, so our last president here is James Garfield. Hates Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Loves lasagna. So this was a terrible assassination, not because of how he was shot, but because of what happened after. There's not much to his assassin. Charles Guiteau was a guy who went more than a little crazy and became convinced that God told him to assassinate Garfield. So yeah, nothing political. He was just kind of nuts. So on July 2nd in 1881, Gateau sneaks onto a train the president was on and shoots him in the back. He turns and runs straight into a police officer. <laughs> it, it also, it's a train. Yeah, it's so. a train. You can yeah. go forward and back. <laughs> yeah. He went to jail, and then in court, he said, but God made me do it. This didn't go over well, and he was promptly hung. Now, Garfield was rushed to the White House, and a team of doctors said he wouldn't survive the night. He does, though, so the doctors begrudgingly decide they'll have to do some work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, the big concern is the bullet that was still in Garfield's back, and they were pretty certain it shouldn't be in there. <laughs> you sure we have to get that out? Let's get this spine out of the way so we can find that bullet. <laughs> now, it's not great to have a bullet in you, but it isn't exactly the end of the world. The Civil War had just ended, and there were lots of people walking around with bullets in them. Latest fad. Yeah. Remember, President? <laughs> But Garfield's team of doctors, who, by the way, were led by a doctor named Dr. Bliss. So, Dr. Dr. Bliss. Oh, <laughs> hi, I'm Dr. Dr. Bliss. Yeah. So, they were absolutely determined to get the bullet out before it killed the president. Day after day, they stuck fingers and tools into the wound in the president's back to dig around for the bullet. And being the 1800s, no, they did not wash their hands or tools. Stop, stop. <laughs> the doctors looked at the wound and were convinced that the bullet went in and to the right. Turns out it had gone to the left. So when they started digging into his back, they would stab and push through previously undamaged oh, flesh no. to create a second germ-filled tunnel. Good, let's just railroad spike over here to find the... <laughs> <laughs> Basically... So Alexander Graham Bell invented a metal detector to run over the president's body, but it failed to find the bullet. In that case, did he really invent a metal detector? <laughs> well, he actually did. And theory has it that like they were like, it went in and to the right. So they only let him scan the president's right side. But in the autopsy, it was to the left. And Alexander Graham Bell, at least, was convinced that if he'd have been allowed to check the left side, he would have found it. So, ba -ba 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 -ba. this goes on for weeks, and having a wound that's never allowed to heal because of all the dirty fingers being stuck into it starts to take its toll on the president. He has constant fevers and is in unbearable pain. He throws up constantly and his heart beats arrhythmically. He loses 80 pounds or 36 kilograms wow. over the course of a month. And when he can no longer eat, his doctors start blending food and giving him enemas with it. I was just about to make a joke about putting it in his butt. I <laughs> straight into the wound. <laughs> oh, here you go. No, here, here's a steak, Mr. President. Brute filler. <laughs> Bottoms up, sir. <laughs> he develops a huge ulcer in his mouth that pops and... I, too, would never want to eat again if this happened. So his body is so full of infection that he starts to bloom with pus-filled boils, Ugh. which are lanced and drained with dirty knives and hands. Bloom is usually such a pretty word. <laughs> oh, the president is blooming. <laughs> <laughs> is it that time of year again? So six weeks after being shot, Garfield was 130 pounds or 58 kilograms. He was lying on his side, hallucinating with a fever, blood and pus dripping down his back, his latest meal oozing out his butt when his abscess-covered body finally gave out. Well, God, please kill the president. <laughs> Somebody finish him off. Somebody assassinate him, please. And that was the last of the stories that I had. Oh, I've got opinions about presidents. <laughs> Have at it. No, no, no. There was the... Uh, Attempted assassination of Roosevelt when he went and gave a speech right afterwards with a bullet still in him. And he, yeah, he gave the speech. Oh, a very yeah. long speech. Like, if this is enough to kill me, then fuck said you. It takes more than that to take down a bull moose or something. Yeah, he was uh, bleeding at the time. Yep. There was the attempted assassination of Reagan by a man who was infatuated with Jodie Foster because of a taxi driver. <laughs> and uh, the actual assassination is linked to his dementia later on in life. 
Hmm. Uh, I just heard about an interesting story when I was listening to another podcast the other day about a serial killer called P- Carl Panzram. Have you ever heard of him? That name rings a bell, but it doesn't call up anything. It's kind of like if the Hulk was a rapist. He <laughs> 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 just he sounds like a monster. No, but uh, apparently he had a feud with Taft. Uh like for I'd, I'd have to read into the details again, but like he he blamed Taft for getting him sent to jail or something. William Howard Taft, our path, our bathtub president, the bathtub president. Yes. Yeah. But he had, <laughs> later on, he broke into Taft's uh, like house and stole a gun and started killing people with it and trying to frame Taft. Hmm. And he would have gotten away with it, too. <laughs> if it wasn't a dumb plan. I'll say this episode was really hard to research because by and large, people don't like to write down bad things about the president like whatever for i'll write one right now well i mean yeah there's there's that but like when they when it comes to writing the history books they always want to paint the presidents as sort of like heroic figures so anything bad that they did is just kind of like swept under the rug so a lot of the stuff that i found is just like rumors and and things and i didn't want to go into a lot of that like say if you had several children with a slave yeah when it turns into history it's it turns into like a reflection of the country as a whole. Yeah. And there's also this interesting inverse correlation where like they asked a bunch of people to like rate every president recently. You know, it's like, how much do you like this president? And it's like almost a perfect triangle going backwards in time. Like everybody hates the current president and the previous one and like a little bit, the one before that, but then they start to get better and better <laughs> back through time. It's well, like, honestly, we've, archived, uh, we've, we've archived our news. Like people found, find out more and more about these people are like, ew. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, apparently all you have to do to be liked as a president is wait about 16 years. That's the trick. Yeah. But we don't like, it's like the samurai episode we just did where it's all hearsay for like the old presidents. Like, yeah, there was some reporters, but yeah, we didn't have them on Twitter. (laughs) We didn't have recording. Thank God. Jefferson couldn't tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Him or his parrot. All right. Well, if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So how much to find a bullet in somebody? (laughs) <laughs> with our current technology right, using only your mitts do with i you- have a metal detector nope you got your mitts i would hate this <laughs> am i allowed to wash my hands yeah am i liable for the death <laughs> let's say no is this a president um no i see what you're trying to do <laughs> i didn't say our president i said a president it says president of the neighborhood watch i you know what though i kind of like our odds better than a bunch of old-timey doctors who were too proud to look in the direction that the hole was going <laughs> i got long fingers too i've got tiny little baby hands <laughs> i'm gonna be elbow deep yeah, I mean, with our hand washing and common sense, I think I like but, our odds a little better. Like Sean, you know? Sean said, I have long fingers, too. I think I could kind of squiggle in there to see where it went. Yeah. Grover Cleveland, bite your lip. But I still don't like just the sensation of like yeah. dipping your fingers into a living person as I they're probably screaming. Yeah. Not- hmm? And I can only imagine that like you're going to. Feel the beating of their heart. Yeah. <laughs> your hand slides in there. 
not going to be pleasant being for a doctor anyone. at this point. Yeah. And it's president. Like, there's a lot of risk there. I'm going to assume the previous president. <laughs> Sean said it wasn't a president. Oh. Oh, it's the president of Neighborhood Watch. Oh. <laughs> An important figure if there ever was one. I'd die for you, Mr. President of Neighborhood Watch. <laughs> I'm going to say $100,000. Mm. Oh, I'd go for less than that. This is... I don't want... I'm not taking it from the person who's got shot, but... <laughs> Here's your bill. <laughs> what? I th- I think I could suss it out. I mean, I'm not saying we couldn't find it, but <laughs> it's going to be very unpleasant for everyone. Well, yeah, if I can't find it, it's going to be some Hellraiser ass shit. <laughs> Exquisite pain. Yeah, most historians believe that, like, if they had just left him alone and just like let him have a bullet in him, he'd probably been fine. Yeah, I mean, the, the metal detectors would have gone off at the airport all the time, but that's <laughs> Let's keep on poking over Cleveland. Oh, wait, our meatball sandwiches are here. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got to go to the bathroom and not wash my hands. Not With the door James open. Garfield. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume that, like, this isn't keeping them from getting proper care. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm jumping in the way when the EMTs show up. Like, Hang on, I got to try something. Let's say 500 bucks. Don't worry. I read a book once. I mean, it was a fiction book about (laughs) a boy and his dog, but I did read it. Man, but I'm thinking more about it. And if you stuck your finger in that wound, maybe it wouldn't like curve the right way. Maybe you just keep on going. You're in the meat space at that point. (laughs) In the meat dimension. (laughs) Oh, it's pulling me in. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm Osmosis Jones. (laughs) Uh, I think I'd give that a shot for 15,000. I went 10,000 today, just twice. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks to my co-host for joining us. Thanks to our editor-elect, Gerard. If you'd like more of us, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Acid Pop Podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Reddit. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't pick your scabs. Goodbye. I can start singing songs from 1776 if you'd like. I I think I have a good joke. I'm just trying to figure out a way to word it. Uh, Mr. President, could you please close the door? I don't want to see your caucus. I'm Adam. (laughs) Yay! That was good. (laughs) Number one. Five stars. Adam takes Adam the intro trophy again. Uh, <laughs> I knew I had a good one. <laughs>